Oh my gosh, I cannot believe this is happening. I'm filming my first podcast, The Life of Pablo. It's giving very basic the name, but honestly, I've always said that my entire life. Like when I was younger, I wanted a YouTube channel called The Life of Pablo, even though Kanye already did it. But we're just going to go with it. So hello. I honestly don't even know how to do this, what I should talk about, how fast I should talk, how slow I should talk. <sighs> Let me take a deep breath. But um, yeah, I know I post a lot on TikTok and I feel like I talk very, very fast. And honestly, that just like isn't me. Like I'm a very chill person, <laughs> I would say. And maybe I'm like being picked me by saying that, but I definitely don't talk as fast as I talk on TikTok. So we're just going to slow down and just get to know who I really am. Pablo Tamayo, my first name's Juan, but we don't need to talk about that. Oh my gosh, You, ugh, I just probably blew out the mic, but I just want to talk about some things about how I ended up in LA at 20 years old because, you know, I've done a lot in my life, and if you hear that airplane above me, ignore it. I don't even live near LAX, yet the planes are always above me. Low-key to helicopter because there's probably some crime going on, but we won't talk about that. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is like very stressful and very overwhelming, but I'm excited. Let me take a sip of my tea. I have chamomile tea in front of me. Holy shit, that's hot. Okay, my best friend Jordy gave me that. And I'm a really big tea guy recently because I haven't been smoking weed. And that's honestly one of my biggest accomplishments, especially in like the past couple of years. I've been smoking weed very consistently and it's just not doing me good anymore. I heard like a lot of people say that like once you start smoking weed way too much like you get to a point where it'll start to make you paranoid and that's literally where I'm at. So I'm six days sober. Really interesting. I honestly don't know how I'm doing it because I've been smoking consecutively for like 48 months. I'm telling you like four times a day, no breaks, smoking weed every day straight to the brain. Awful. But now I'm sober. I feel like myself. I feel like I can finally just talk and think. And even in moments when, like, I don't really like what I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, at least I'm sober and, like, it makes sense. Like, you know, I can work through it a little bit better. So that's where we're at right now. But back to the main point of this podcast or today's episode, how I ended up in LA at 20 years old. Oh my gosh, my ADHD is all over the place. Speaking of ADHD, my therapist wants me to go on ADHD medicine so bad, but I, like, refuse to do it. Like, I feel like I can work with myself and train myself to focus better, but we're going to talk about that in a later episode. Also, the whole weed addiction thing, that will be in a different episode. But let's go back. So... My entire life, honestly, I've just wanted to be an entertainer. If you hear me taking a sip of tea throughout this podcast, that's why I hold up. Okay. I need to take a deep breath again. My whole life, I've wanted to be an entertainer, right? And I think that that came from, like, if we're getting a little dark here, I just don't think I got a lot of attention from my family. I think that even though I was the youngest and I was probably, like, the favorite low-key, it still wasn't to the point where, like, my parents would like, you know, ask me how I was every day or they would ask me how school was or they would ask me if I needed any help with anything. Like I was pretty independent, I'd say from like the age of like five. And that's just mainly because, you know, my parents are Hispanic and their work ethic is very like amazing. So realistically, they did prioritize work over us. But at the same time, that just kind of made me the person I was. So I wouldn't really necessarily want in any other way, especially because I have a really close relationship with my parents now. But it definitely was dark at one point, but that just really made me feel like I could like inspire other people to kind of push out of that boundary of like, 
being that kid who's sad and alone and doesn't get attention from his parents and kind of just has to be like in the corner of the classroom and not talk to anyone because you know he wouldn't talk at home much but i honestly just completely switched the narrative and i don't really remember a time in elementary school or in high school where like where i wasn't the class clown like i think i was always craving attention and as kind of weird that sounds like it worked out in my favor always because i always got the attention let me tell you like if i wasn't showing up to school in like a chaotic outfit i was literally showing up to school faded as fuck where everyone knew or if we're going back to elementary school like i would literally like go to school oh my gosh this is a whole thing like literally in like third grade i remember i started my first youtube channel because i would watch people like shane dawson jenna marbles Honestly, at the time, there really wasn't that many, like, big people online, but, like, everyone online was kind of controversial, and that's a whole other thing we need to talk about, but it really inspired me to, like, be my authentic self, even though, like, these people were kind of whack if we think about it now, but in third grade, I started my first YouTube channel, and I think it was called PDAUG42, and, yeah, that's because my brother, he had, I think his username for, like, something or like i don't know he was just obsessed with jdog42 like that was his name i don't know but i made my name pdog42 like pdog i don't know kind of weird and i made that like my club penguin i made that like my we world i don't know if you remember what that is but it was like an avatar like online chatting website super suspicious all these old men would be on there definitely don't recommend but yeah so i made my first youtube channel and i remember my first video was i think a collage of me and my friend just pictures of us that we had taken on like this little laptop that my mom had gotten me for christmas one year and i remember using like if you guys are og like if you are really one of those people that wanted to be a youtuber when you were younger then you know about windows live movie windows live movie maker like that was the shit that was like this program on like the windows little cheap computers that you could use to edit videos and i would always make slideshows and i remember one time i made a slideshow of me and my friend doing all these silly poses to one of big sean's songs or something like that and it had a lot of swears in it and i was like nine years old and i remember i posted it to youtube i have no idea how i even figured out how to post on youtube just like i have no idea how to post this podcast but i'll figure it out and yeah i just remember like making the video posting it nobody knew about it and i got no views when i woke up in the morning i was like i didn't go viral like what am i gonna do so i got like a pack of sticky notes from my mom's office downstairs in my house and i remember writing like 100 sticky notes that said like subscribe to pdog42 on youtube and when i went to school the next morning i literally without anybody's permission would put these sticky notes on their back like i would like without them even noticing like i would put it on their back as they were walking so that later on in the day like somebody would be like what's that sticky note on your back and they would see like a sticky note telling them to subscribe to my youtube channel and let me tell you i got like six subscribers even though i put out a hundred i got like six so that ratio was giving especially at the time and now that i think about it like that's a really good marketing strategy especially for being in elementary school like i didn't even realize what i was doing at the time okay wait i need another sip of tea This podcast is really going to teach me how to like breathe and talk because I have no concept of how to do that. But um, yeah, so I remember I did that. I gained like six subscribers and my video got like 20 views or something like that. But the next morning, guess what happened? I got called to the dean's office of my third grade elementary school and they were like, you can't do this. Some student came and reported that you're making a video with a lot of swears in it. I remember like I think it had like the words ass and like fucking it like I don't know why I use that sound but I think it was like one of the free songs that I had on my computer I don't know I'll use that excuse but yeah also if I stutter I'm not gonna edit it because I don't want to go through all that I want this to be authentic yeah but um 
So I got in trouble for doing that. And I remember my dean was like kind of supportive and she was like, okay, well, like this is really cool that you're like making videos and that you're passionate about it. But at the same time, like don't use music like that. And I'm like, babe, you're not my parent. Like don't tell me what to do. But at the same time, I understood because it was like I was definitely promoting like a bad song to all these kids. And yeah, so I did that. And then as time just went on, I remember I kept posting on that channel. And my friends also were very like, you know, I attracted people that were kind of like me and we were all very like attention seeking kids. Like we all wanted to, I mean, not only like inspire people, I don't even think we realized that at a young age, but I think that like we were all a group of kids that came from, you know, Hispanic families. Like I was friends with a lot of Hispanics growing up because that's who I was around all the time. And like our parents would all always work. So I remember like we would all always be together and like hang out. And like it was this whole thing. Like literally like growing up i had like a whole second family of kids and aunts and uncles that weren't even related to me but like we all would always hang out because the hispanic community in my town was just so small because we lived in like a predominantly white town that's another thing is like my thing when i mess up don't mind it but um yes like we were all kind of on the same vibe so after i posted that video my friends were like oh my gosh like i want to do youtube too like we would all watch youtube together and i remember we would also watch like well, this was like a little later on, but we would also watch like vloggers and stuff, but I'll get to that. Um, so we started making YouTube videos all together and they were very, very, very simple. Like we all would buy like $10 cameras from Amazon. Amazon wasn't even a thing. I don't even know. This is what I'm saying, guys. Like we would figure shit out. And as I keep going on in this podcast, you're going to realize like how I would figure shit out without it like even being out. Not going to lie. Like I was a catalyst. I don't really know what that word means, but like, I swear I was a catalyst and me and my friends were as well, but I'm the first one to start the YouTube channel, not to brag. Ow! I just hit my arm. Oh my gosh, (laughs) the microphone probably blew out. But um, yeah, so we just started making videos where we would like put it to our parents' computers and then we would just like all be weird in front of the camera and just like say random stuff. I remember one time like we would put on scary music like in the background of the videos because we learned that if you would like play a YouTube video behind while the camera was recording, like you could hear the music behind the camera and it was like a little music video moment. So we would put on like scary music, like I don't even know, like the most basic scary music you could find on YouTube. And we would just like do random skits to it. It was so funny, like uncut and everything. Honestly, they're still up. Maybe one day I'll like say what that YouTube channel is, but like right now I'm not doing that. But we would do things like that or we would like react to like scary pop-up videos like I don't know if you remember but that was like such a trend on YouTube at the time and we just kept doing things like that never got any views or anything and then I remember we like had like little cameras that like our parents would have and we would like steal it from them and just like film like crazy videos just like literally like us BMXing off of ramps or like us like doing cartwheels or like doing gymnastics videos like when we didn't even know what gymnastics was just like anything we could film we would film especially because our parents were working so much and like all we would do was hang out with each other and like this was even like going back i feel like before not before elementary school but like definitely in elementary school like peak elementary school and like when we had no responsibilities or anything so yeah we would do that and everything like that and then as time went on we just all really became passionate about it and i think that like me especially like i was so passionate about creating videos no matter what they were like i just wanted to be able to like have that type of control where like i could like create my own narrative for people listening to me and it sounds so funny saying that because nobody was listening but like i swore people were listening and like i literally had like six viewers like on every video but and also the six viewers were like all my friends 
so like it was more so like a social media platform like where we would all just post and kind of watch each other and i think after a certain point it became like kind of like competitive like we would almost like all hang out with like individual members like of our friend group and post so that like the other person would see it you know what i mean like it got very toxic and i kind of realized that i was like as i was growing up and it got even more toxic but whatever um but we would do stuff like that and then you know when elementary school ended and we went into middle school my friend group like fell apart like you know because in elementary school everyone's in different schools but if you're family friends like you're still gonna see each other all the time but when you go to middle school like we all connected schools and like we all ended up at the same place but like there were so many different people coming from different elementary schools that we all kind of just split up and by all i mean like me specifically like with one of my friends and i think that that was honestly like my moment where like I had like my own individual path for like what I wanted to do with my videos like instead of just making it based off of like creating with my friends or creating for my friends it became more so like creating for myself and I don't it's kind of interesting because in um not elementary school in middle school like I didn't post that much and I think that that comes in cycles like I throughout my whole experience of creating videos and guys i know this might sound random but this all goes back to how i ended up in la i promise like throughout my whole process of creating videos i kept getting into like moments in my life where i would be embarrassed and that was always at the start of like a new era for me so like when i went into middle school you know i felt like i was getting a little bit too old to make these silly videos and like i just wanted to fit in with everyone and i remember like i would get so bullied in middle school like I was bullied all the time and it wasn't to the point where like I was like getting pushed in lockers or like things like that but like literally like I would be in the bathroom and like people would corner me and like call me like gay or like people would like just call me dumb or like stupid like just dumb things like that but like I remember everybody would just always call me gay and like that would like really affect me I don't know why like it's not a bad thing at all I'm bisexual by the way but like I was so affected by it especially because like I wasn't really out at the time so that would affect me and that kind of just killed my vibe to create videos online because i just wanted to fit in with everyone like i just wanted to be normal and i wanted to do what everyone else was doing like i wanted to join sports i wanted to join clubs but honestly like if we're gonna be honest sports like cost a lot of money like sports were like for the rich not gonna lie like you needed to like have a registration fee you needed to pay for your equipment for like your uniforms all that kind of stuff and like my parents would not want to do that so i would just join like the free clubs and honestly like those clubs in school are like what kind of taught me to like be myself because people in clubs you know like they're actually passionate about those clubs but like people in sports usually like they just do it to be cool so like i kind of found also like a different part of myself where i realized that like i could do things for myself and find people that also were doing things for themselves and like we could connect through that if that makes sense and i made a lot of friends through that and that's honestly like how my friend group started to kind of shift and i lost touch of like me creating videos online because i was kind of more focused on just the traditional like activities in school like that were considered clubs and you know there wasn't like clubs in school that was like film a youtube video or like I don't know like create content like that wasn't a thing yet especially like in 2012 like what are we talking about i don't know if that was the exact year but like that's kind of just how it was at the time hold up i'm gonna take another sip <sighs> okay so um, yeah middle school kind of just continued like that and you know i lost like the original friends i had like as i was growing up i guess but then like middle school part two came and that was like seventh and eighth grade because in my town like fifth and sixth grade was a different school than seventh and eighth 
And in seventh and eighth grade, the same exact thing, but almost worse. I did reconnect with my old friends a little bit more. And that's kind of when we all started to hang out and kind of reconnect our friendships, I would say. But I was also so focused on fitting in. Like seventh and eighth grade was a very like pivotal moment for me because I don't know, like I felt like I was learning a lot about myself, but just more so in the fact that like I was trying to fit in. So like, for example, like I was always crying. Like, I remember, like, I wouldn't even go to lunch because this is really triggering. So, I'm sorry if I'm bringing it up, but like, I wouldn't even want to go to lunch because I wanted to be skinny. Like, I don't know. Like, and that was like kind of like a big thing for me. Like, you know, like just neglecting important parts of my life just to fit in. Like, if I could describe my seventh and eighth grade, like, that's exactly what it was. And it was honestly like very toxic for me. And it made me almost very insecure because. I was just doing everything for everyone else. And I I never want to go back to that ever again. Whatever. So then ninth grade came. And ninth grade was peak like jock Pablo. Like peak like toxic masculine Pablo. Like oh my gosh. Like like oh my freaking gosh. And let me tell you like unfortunately like I was kind of a bully in like elementary school. Because I don't know. I guess I was very comfortable with the friends I had like outside of school. So I felt like I could just do whatever I wanted in school and i had a lot of friends and like i was also kind of doing my youtube thing but like i didn't care what anybody thought because me and my friends that didn't go to my elementary school like had such a close pack that like i didn't really care if people like liked me or not but in middle school like when we lost that connection like that's when i obviously started to care but in um ninth grade like me and my old friends like we started to connect again and like that's when like things kind of started to shift for me but honestly, we weren't that close yet. And this is a very big pivotal part as to how I'm in LA now. I'm going to get to it. Also, if this is all over the place, it's because I did not create like a content brief of like what I'm going to talk about. And that's just because like I want this to be authentic. I want this to be like straight from my brain. And I realize like a lot of times listening to podcasts, like it's just very organized, which is so amazing and awesome and good for those people. But for me... I just don't work like that and i want to make this like a consistent thing and if i go into all those details it won't work anyways so ninth grade i was dating this girl i was on the football team i was on the wrestling team i had just gone out of seventh and eighth grade which was like my super toxic era of trying to fit in to the point where i would literally neglect every single like essential thing i needed for myself so i was kind of at a really weird point in my life where i was starting to fit in again with everybody But I also didn't want to neglect those things. And that doesn't only mean like eating or that doesn't mean like, I don't know, like things like just loving myself. It also meant like, I mean, I guess this also kind of correlates with that, but it just meant like doing things that I felt passionate about because, you know, I was considered pretty popular, but at the same time, everybody kind of looked at me as a joke because I was just all over the place in my like younger years and People knew that I had like a big passion for creating content because I was just that kid who was such an extrovert, so dramatic about everything. Oh, I should also probably say that I did theater. I started theater, I think, in sixth grade. Yeah. And then I ended it in ninth grade, honestly, because I didn't want anyone to think I was weird. And that's a big part. I should have brought that up. But that was a big part as to why everybody like low-key hated me because theater was considered weird, especially if you were a boy. And, you know, I honestly made theater cool, not gonna lie, like, especially in the younger years, because I was, like, one of the only boys who did it, not gonna lie. Once again, a catalyst. No, I'm joking. But, um, like, it was just a really big part of my personality. You know, I was always putting on a facade. I was always acting. 
And it was just like in those moments when I felt like most myself, but at the same time, I didn't have my friends with me doing it, if that makes sense. Like I made a lot of new friends, like going back to the whole club experience and like I kind of felt like I could be myself a little bit, but at the same time, like my friends growing up, like I was not close with them anymore. And that was like a big part of my identity. Like I don't think anybody understands like my family was very big on being with these other Hispanic families. Like we were literally like the Kardashians, like not even the Kardashians. It's like the completely wrong thing to use. But like just imagine like a group of like 10 families, right? All with like six kids, seven kids, all with crazy parents that literally just work all the time. But on the weekends, go crazy, get drunk, and just leave their kids all together alone at a house. Like, with no parent supervision, literally. So, we were all crazy as fuck, you know? And, like, we were all always together. So, our identity became based off of each other. And when we lost each other, like, for me at least, like, it was a really big moment. And, oh my gosh, I'm all over the place, but whatever. So, um, yeah, ninth grade, I was, you know just figuring everything out i was you know very closeted if that makes sense and it's weird for me because closeted for me is like you know i'm bisexual so i don't really want to make it like a thing of like oh like i mean it is a thing like it was really hard for me to come out and like i didn't until literally like two years ago but like that was a big part of me that i was hiding from everyone and i think that that also kind of like shut down my personality a little bit to like be comfortable with like creating content and posting videos and everything like that so Oh my gosh, once again, I'm back in ninth grade. Ninth grade, anyways. So, one day, I was dating this girl, right? I was in love with this girl. And we were dating for maybe a year and a half at this point. I had a best friend. My best friend was a jock. Hold up, another sip of tea. <sighs> okay, my best friend was a jock. And he only cared about girls, literally. But I thought we were friends. So, one day, he comes up to me. And he's like, oh my gosh, Pablo, um do you think this girl's hot tells me about another girl i was like yeah she's hot because this girl was really pretty my definition of hot i just meant she was really pretty and he was like oh yeah yeah me too me too whatever whatever this was my birthday right september 10th i think of 2016 yeah september 10th of 2016 and um i was like yeah i think she's cute blah blah blah. so after school i had football practice and i was going to hang out with my girlfriend after football practice for my birthday right but at the end of the school, I get a very interesting message from my girlfriend. And I was on my way to football practice. And she texts me saying, we're done. Woo! Woo! Let me tell you, that shit blew me. That shit threw me off because I was in love. I was in love with her. I was like, what do you mean we're done? She's like, uh, I heard what you said. This boy told me what you said. And for that reason, we're done. Oh my gosh. I'm a big fucking friend about loyalty. Not even loyalty, but like what I fucking tell you better stay in your fucking little brain because I didn't even think this was bad or anything. Like I wasn't even saying it with the intention of like, oh, like she's prettier than my girlfriend. And honestly, I think we have to normalize just calling girls pretty because like girls are pretty. Like it's not, you know, even if you have a girlfriend, like it's okay to call someone else pretty. Anyways, so I literally remember I was downstairs in my high school in the foyer and my girlfriend was like leaving. She was getting on the bus or something. And I like chased after her and I was like, wait, why are you doing this? Like, what are you doing? And she's like, no, like we're done. We're done. Like super like strict about it or whatever the word is, like super firm. And I just started crying in front of everyone, like in front of my entire school. Like people were walking by me and like I was crying. And I remember like everyone was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, no, no. Like it was so embarrassing. Like I was a freshman. I was trying to fit in. I was on the football team. I was on the wrestling team. I went to all these parties. I was friends with all the jocks. I like had put like, you know, my whole entertainment like 
passions to the side because I wanted to fit in. But at the same time, like me and all my friends growing up, like we're kind of close, but we weren't that close to the point where like I didn't really have a solid friend group, nor a solid passion, nor did I know what I liked because I was so focused on, you know, having everybody like me. And like the whole seventh and eighth grade phase really fucked me up because I wasn't myself, you know, I didn't even know who I was growing up realistically. Like I didn't even know what my favorite color was. I remember saying my favorite color was blue for like 10 years, but that color changed. I just never even thought about it, you know? So when this happened, it threw me off because the only stable thing in my life, at least for that year and a half, was my girlfriend. So I remember going up to this boy who was my best friend and he was sitting at a table at lunch with all of his fucking jock, older, uh, what is it called? Upperclassmen friends. And he was like, hey. And I went up to him and I was like crying. I was like, we need to talk. And I wasn't even crying at this point. I was like pissed. I was like, we need to talk. Like imagine like my 4'8 self, like 105 pound ass self, like telling this boy that we need to talk in front of like a whole group of jocks. And he was like, no, like I'm good. This was my best friend. Literally, like I've had so many moments like this, like where like friends have turned on me. And that's like one of my biggest fears. But like, we'll talk about that later. But like, I was like, no, like, I don't think you understand. We need to talk. And then I remember his brother was also like a jock. And he was like, oh, like go talk to him. And then I went up to him. Oh, like, he got up, and he's like, okay, fine. And we go to, like, this little corner of, like, the cafeteria. I was like, why the fuck would you do that? Like, I thought we were friends. And he was like, nah, man, like, fuck you. This and that, like, literally just completely switched on me. Like, oh, my gosh. And this is also really sad because I remember putting my childhood friends to the side for these type of people that I thought were my friends. But honestly, another high school moment where you realize that people aren't who they, you know, people aren't who you think they are. So I was like, bruh. And I remember also, like, it really hurt me because I don't know, like, I, I, I guess I already said it, but like, I put so much to the side for this football team moment. So, like, it was so whack. So, I was like, why are you doing this? Blah, blah, blah. And then he kind of like just laughed in my face and walked away as I was crying. So, I did not go to football practice that day because I was so upset. I remember I called my dad crying and it was my birthday. I was like, you need to pick me up. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh my gosh, okay. He picks me up. I'm crying in the car. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. Like, I just want to go home. I just want to like go in bed and cry all day, like with my lights off. Like, I remember telling him that. And he was like, okay. And I get a text from my football coach and he's like, you didn't come to practice today. You're off the team. You're off the team. The team that I literally like put my identity in for like six months. And I wasn't even good at all. Like I sucked at football, but like that's all I had to me. Like I remember going to football practice every morning at like 6 a.m. Not even every morning. Yeah, literally like it was it was pretty intense. And um, so I was like, well, I lost my girlfriend. I lost my football team. I've been being somebody who I'm not for the past like, literal six years and who am i what am i doing i'm 13 years old imagine how dramatic this is i'm 13 years old and i have no idea who i am so what did i do i downloaded this little app called musically oh musically was literally the game changer and i downloaded it on my birthday of 2016 because i don't know why i think i was just really upset and i wanted to like make a sad video of like me lip syncing like with my eyes like crying i don't know hold up and like hopefully have my girlfriend see or my ex-girlfriend see i don't really know what i was thinking but i remember my first video was like a dancing video like a stop motion dancing video it was super cringe but i posted it right and nothing came out of it <laughs> at all nothing came out of it so i was like okay wait but this was like really fun like i was actually enjoying you know posting like i just made a couple videos that day i remember and i was like wait this could like actually be something i feel like like i felt like a little bit happy again and like low-key like i started feeling my creative juices coming again from like when i was younger like it all connected also me and my friends like i should really point this out like when i was saying that we would make youtube videos when we were younger we would like make like <laughs> we would make like dancing videos to like 
Big Time Rush songs. And it's really weird. Oh my gosh, because I was listening to Big Time Rush today for like the first time in forever. Because like Dixie D'Amelio was on tour with them. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about them. So this is really weird that I'm filming our first... Everything happens for a reason. Anyways, so yeah, like I would like kept making all these musicallys and I was getting back into the groove of everything. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Literally, like I said, nothing came out of it. But then when I went on musically, I found like a new community of people, like not friends, but like people to watch. And like that almost like triggered my like, I don't know, that triggered like my consumer addiction again, if that makes sense. Because I was so addicted to YouTube growing up and I kind of lost that a little bit in my middle school years because I was so focused on fitting in and I didn't want to be weird. Like YouTube wasn't even big at the time. Like it wasn't like you could go to school and like talk to someone about your favorite YouTuber because like people weren't watching YouTube at the time, you know? So like it wasn't like that. And I just remember, like, Musical.ly, like, brought that back. Like, I was able to... There wasn't really a For You page on Musical.ly. It was called Feature Me. So if you were featured on Musical.ly, like, you would be on, like, the main page and your video would, like, kind of blow up. And, like, blowing up meant, like, 20,000 likes at the time. But that was, like, a lot. I never got that, obviously, especially in the beginning. But I would watch people and I was like, okay, this is cool. And then through watching other people, they would, like tell me to go to you now and you now was like this live broadcasting app and they would be like oh my gosh guys like watch me on you now watch me on you now like i remember everybody on musically would say that so what did i do i started watching people on you now and those people consisted of like the ogs of musically like baby ariel they love ari zach clayton mario selman um just a lot of people like that if you know you know but i was like i was obsessed like these bitches would pull like 15 to twenty thousand live viewers on you now like it was insane i remember and these were like the big kids of musically and they really inspired me honestly and then they would start posting on youtube and then i would go back on youtube and like it brought back just everything i needed to like have just to like be who i wanted to be again like it really inspired me so once they were on you now i was like wait why don't I go on you now? And I remember I had like 100 followers on Musical.ly at the time, like nothing at all. I honestly don't even know how I got those followers. But, oh, I do remember. Oh my gosh, you guys. I literally would do so many like little marketing things that I never even knew about. But I remember that I would go, there was like this big thing on Musical.ly where like if you would go to a big creator and you would like follow them and then unfollow them and then keep doing that like over and over again, like you're i don't know why but like your username would always stay at like the top of their following list and for some reason like people would follow you if you did that like i don't know people would check like people who follow i don't know it was like really interesting but i remember i gained like those 100 followers through that and i would also like find random accounts on musically by like going on the sounds and like commenting on people's videos and being like oh my gosh i like your video like follow me back like things like that so i one time went on you now and i posted on musically like watch me on you now of course nobody went and i remember i had like one viewer i think and it was definitely not from musically i think it was just from like the random luck of having a viewer or it might have just been myself because i remember you now like you would have one viewer even if nobody was on because it was you kind of weird but yeah so one day i went on you now by myself when i was home alone because guys i was always home alone like it was really depressing like my entire childhood i was always home alone like always and that's honestly why i always wanted to move to california like i remember when i was like six years old like being like i'm gonna move to california to like my parents to my teachers to my friends and people were like you're literally six years old like what are you talking about i was like no i don't think you understand like i'm gonna move to california and they're like okay like whatever and it was honestly because i was never given like that much attention you know so i just always wanted to get out i always wanted to do to, to do something for myself and i would also like always watch disney channel always watch nickelodeon and you know like all those things were always filmed and based like in california like victorious sam and cat um what is it called sunny with a chance like things like that i was obsessed i was obsessed so i really wanted to go to california so wait where was i at again okay yeah so um 
Wait, I think I really lost my train of thought. Hold up. Let me take another sip of tea and then I'll go back. Hold up. Um, what was I saying? Okay, yes. So ninth grade, posting musically is going live on you now, everything like that. So I had one viewer and I was just talking. I was ranting literally to nobody, ranting, ranting, ranting. And I remember if you were on you now, you could have like a hashtag, right? Like if you so say for example, like if I were to go live right now on you now, if it was like still existent or popular, like if I'm podcasting or something like that and I want to put up the camera on the side and show people that I'm podcasting like I could do like hashtag podcast or if I just wanted like a more basic tag where people I don't know a lot there's a lot of trending tags like they would be like hashtag boy hashtag girl hashtag board hashtag cleaning hashtag this hashtag that like there were so many different hashtags and I remember one day I think I went on like a hashtag that was pretty specific where there wasn't many people on it I think there was only like six people on it and I went on that hashtag. I could not remember what it was. And I was just talking. And this was my first time. And nobody joined, like I was saying. But I stayed on for like an hour just talking to myself. Like I was so delusional. But like I was so sad and alone and bored. Like I'm telling you, like I was always home alone. Then out of nowhere, one viewer joins. And I'm like, oh my gosh, hey. And they're like, hi, like what's your name? And I'm like, I'm Pablo. Da, 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 da. Then they liked the broadcast. So I had like one like on the broadcast. And I was like, oh, wow, like one like on the broadcast and two viewers now. This is cool. And then there was a whole feature on you now where you could share the broadcast. So this one person had like six fans. So he shared the broadcast to his six fans. Then I had like three viewers because he shared it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have three viewers. And I remember my likes went up to like 10 likes at this point. So I was like, I thought I was popping. I thought I was famous at this point. So I was like talking to these three viewers, just telling them literally everything about my life. It was so funny. And then next thing I know, it says you're number two on said hashtag because there was a ranking to the hashtags based on how many viewers and how many likes you had. And because it was such a specific hashtag and nobody was on it, like it was easy to get to number two. So I was like, oh, cool. I'm number two, guys. Like, let's get to number one. Da, da, da. And then somebody commented, like, you're not going to get to number one because number one has like 400 viewers. And I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that. But like, OK, it's fine. So we just kept talking. Right, guys. Next thing I know out of nowhere the number one on the podcast, or not the podcast, the number one on the hashtag gets off. Like they sign off of the UNA broadcast. And what I didn't know was that if you were number two on a, like a hashtag, you would get all the viewers from number one. Like all the viewers that were watching the number one hashtag would get redirected to yours because you were number two. So out of nowhere, I got like 250 viewers. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what? And everybody's like, hi, hi, who are you? Oh my gosh, hey. And I'm like, literally, my acting background turned on. My entertainment background turned on. My attention-seeking ass turned the fuck on. I literally was like, hey guys, my name is Pablo and this is who I am. And this is what I like and this is what I'm doing. And I am bored right now and I have no friends and my family's this and my girlfriend broke up with me and da 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 da. Like I literally was just ranting to these people and they were digging it. They were eating that shit up. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But low-key, it went down to like 70 viewers because, you know, some people got bored. But still 70 viewers, guys, when I was 13 years old and I had no concept of like what it meant to have people watching you that cared. Because, you know, I sometimes had posted like throughout my childhood, but like I never had viewers like that. I never had a consistent fan base. So not saying that this was consistent at all, but it was 70 people watching me and they liked it. So I remember staying on for like three hours and then I hear my front door open. Who was it? My dad. Oh my gosh. And where was I? In the living room on my laptop that I wasn't supposed to be on that late at night. So I literally was like, oh my gosh, guys, I have to go. My dad's on by. And I literally hang up. I didn't even like turn off the live. I just closed my computer, literally. And I remember I closed the computer 
and then I like hit it underneath the couch or something or like underneath the cushion and my dad and he's like he comes up the stairs and he's like oh Pablo like what are you doing I'm like oh nothing like watching tv and he's like the tv's not on (laughs) and I'm like oh I was watching tv but I just turned it off because I heard you come and I know you wanted to watch tv because he would always do that and he was like oh okay okay so I remember being so scared that my laptop was underneath the couch so I left it there overnight like I literally left it because I was scared and I went to my room and I fell asleep uh then i go back to school the next morning super embarrassed with puffy eyes and everything because guys i would cry a lot like i don't think you guys understand like i was really really sad like in my childhood like it was really sad so i went to school everything just went through the whole normal day um normal you know i didn't have any friends because i lost all my football friends i didn't have my childhood friends because i kind of neglected them a little bit And I had, like, some new friends that I was making, but they weren't my best friends yet. So I was honestly kind of really alone. And the next day, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, no one's home again, of course. So, like, let me pull out this little computer and go live. And this was all also why, like, I would make TikToks, like, consistently, like, for fun, though. Like, I would just make, like, lip syncs. I'd make random skits. Like, nobody was watching them. But, you know, it was just a form of creating for me that made me really excited. And I did that. And then... That day, I remember I go on you now again. I get my computer from underneath the couch and I log on. What do I see? I have 35 fans. 35. I had zero before. And this was a big deal, like I said, because that meant that the people that were watching had followed and they liked what was going on. So I was like, oh my gosh, I need to go live again. So I went live on you now again. I think I had like four viewers, but that was a lot because that was four viewers that actually had joined from nothing, you know? So I was like, oh my gosh, this is fun. So literally, guys, like, I continued doing that like I would literally just go out like live every day and then I figured out the whole algorithm of you now where like if you would go on a hashtag that wasn't that big but kind of big where there was a big creator at the top and if you got to number two you could get their viewers and let me tell you I wrote on that shit like I kept doing it I kept doing it to the point where like I would tell people to follow my Musical.ly account like all the time like I would redirect my followers from you now to my Musical.ly and literally it worked it worked really well to the point where like I would get like 200 likes on Musical.ly like 200 consistent likes at like 13 years old which was really really cool for me like I really I really like that you know so I was like hold up I need another sip (sighs) okay so I was like oh this is really cool like I really like that so I kept doing that, kept making Musical.ly's, kept redirecting you now followers to my Musical.ly. Then wrestling season started, and that's when I literally hid the fuck out of my Musical.ly account because I did not want anyone on my wrestling team to know that I was doing Musical.ly. And I had done wrestling for a couple years prior, since I think like fifth grade. But in ninth grade, wrestling was like a really, really big deal, especially with like all the upperclassmen. And I had like the whole bad rap of football and like. Everybody said I quit when I literally got kicked off, but it, whatever. Um, so that was the whole thing. And I also remember, like, I kept the football uniform. And, like, I would always make, like, musicals with the football uniform. Kind of cringy, whatever. But, yeah, so I stopped making musicals during wrestling season because I kind of got embarrassed. But I kept going live on You Now. And I would go live on You Now, like, secretly, like, during, like, wrestling tournaments and stuff. Because, like, I was a freshman, so I wasn't really wrestling that much. So I would, like... I'd be like doing the score like I'd be a scorekeeper but I'd be at the table and like I'd be live talking to people and like people found that really interesting that I was like at wrestling but also talking so like that kind of worked in my favor as well but guess what one of my childhood best friends the ones that like I was talking about in the beginning he was also on the wrestling team so wrestling like really bought it like brought us back closer together and everything so it was a really good experience and then we would just talk all the time we'd hang out all the time he would sleep over all the time like we just got back to how we were like when we were younger you know 
and it was really good because we still had the passions of creating content like we definitely both had that and we both knew it so we would always talk about like okay like let's do it together like we got this like we can do it so you know at the time i was like okay i can tell him about my musically and i can tell him about my you now because you know like this is this is what's going on and i told him about it and he thought it was so cool like really like he really thought it was so cool so he was like oh my gosh like we should start a YouTube channel, you know? And I was like, yeah, actually, I think I was the one who definitely brought it up because, yeah. But I was like, yes, like, we need to start a YouTube channel. Like, let's do it. So we were going to start one together, just us two. But we were like, oh, my gosh, like, we might as well ask our friend, our other friend, who was his cousin, if he wanted to do it with us because we were all always hanging out anyways. And especially when wrestling season got brought back up, we were just all hanging out again because we were just together all the time. So I was like, okay, like, let's do it. Like, us three, like, what are we going to do? So, we came up with the name PSD Pranks, and that is all because we were just all attention-seeking, we were all crazy, we literally did, at this point, honestly, like, it was kind of interesting because we kind of got back to our roots where we didn't care what anybody thought about us because we had each other, if that makes sense, and I was also kind of doing well on you now and musically like i would have like 12 to 20 consistent viewers on you now get like 300 to 400 consistent likes on musically they didn't have that but like i had that so like it was like very like it was kind of like faith i don't know if that's the word like we were feeling hopeful if that makes sense so we were like okay like this could really work like let's just do it so we would make youtube videos every week we would go to our local town center i was yeah we, this was freshman year um we would go film literally crazy pranks like sharpie prank where we would like have a we would have a sharpie that was like broken it didn't have any ink and we would write on people and they wouldn't know that it was broken but we would scare them and then we would get their reaction or we would do like those pranks where we would pretend to bully our friends we would pretend to bully our friends in front of other people and then get their reactions of like seeing if they were going to help the one getting bullied i don't know if that makes sense and we would do what else did we do we would do like the b prank where we would have a sticky note and write the letter b on it and then put it on people and be like oh my gosh you have a b on you and then they would like get all scared it was so funny but kind of dumb but we would just do things like that but let me tell you i was carrying the weight of the marketing i would go live every day on you now begging my followers to subscribe to our page like literally begging like crazy but it was good for me because i was going live consistently and then also my friends were like with me now and i kind of had more friends so we would go live together and it would also like bring my you know engagement up because it was like three of us boys on live and like we were just really entertaining and we were also having a youtube channel it was just really working out for us and i also found out a new way like on you now how to like be able to put text on your live videos so like say you're live on instagram and you're able to put like follow my youtube like on top of the live while you're live so everybody just sees it the entire time like above your head and like people would just always subscribe and like we would get to the point where like we would have like 30 viewers 40 viewers like it started to really work out like in my favor mostly because i would go live all the time and like even when i wasn't with them like i would still be able to like build my career if that makes sense like on musically and i remember it got to the point where i was able to make or get a thousand followers on musically which was really big and i think like our youtube channel had like 100 or 200 subscribers at the time like something very very small but it was working out and we were having a lot of fun so we kept doing it then we started to get comfortable enough to the point where we would literally post it on our main instagrams and be like telling people from high school to go watch our videos and let me tell you that is when the bullying began again i kind of got out of the bullying a little bit because of the sports i joined and the people i was hanging out with but, you know, it kind of just shows, like, when you do what you're passionate about and when you hang out around the people that 
help you be passionate and you guys just are all helping each other and like working together and you guys are all creating and doing what you love like people will hate and that's that's exactly what happened to us so we would make all this content we would go to the mall like go in the photo booth scare people we would go to new york city do like little pranks like we would do so much like we created a lot of content i'm telling you like basically for like a couple hundred viewers and i wouldn't say that it was a couple hundred people mainly because we would watch our videos probably a hundred of the times but we're not gonna talk about that but it got to that point then things changed when I remember I had like at this point maybe like three to four thousand followers on Musically, right? And my old, 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 old family friend that we all hadn't talked to in so long because of family drama. I'm telling you, my family was like the Kardashians, but we all hadn't talked to him for so long because like family drama. But we noticed that he had like I think 20 or 30,000 followers on Musical.ly. Like he was just doing his own thing, making lip syncs. Like he was one of like those little cute boys on Musical.ly that would get a lot of followers, a lot of views and everything. So I remember my friend, he was like, Pablo, I think that we should. Also, PSD pranks were like the initials for our name, like Pablo and then the other name and then the other name and then pranks. Anyways, so my friend, the D in the fucking group was like, oh my gosh, Pablo, like we should ask this kid if he wants to be part of our YouTube channel because he has a lot of followers and he could really help us. And I was like, yeah, like, why not? Like, you know, we didn't have beef with him. We just hadn't talked in so long. And at this point, I think he had already known about our YouTube channel because I think he had reached out to my friend and been like, oh, I like what you got. Like, I like what you're doing on YouTube. Like, I think it's cool. I think it's funny because Pranks was like really in at the time, especially with like Roman Atwood, Jake Paul, Logan Paul. Like that was the era. So he was like, oh, I think it's really cool. So I think one time we asked him or I had messaged him and I was like, hey, like, do you want to like be part of our YouTube channel? And he's like, oh, my gosh, yes. Like, why not? Why not? So I remember the first time us hanging out, we filmed the baby food challenge. It was kind of awkward because we all hadn't seen each other. And so I, we had like the us three had seen each other, but not like the other guys. So like it was kind of awkward. But we filmed the video. Guys, that video got 6000 views on YouTube. Literally, I think it has like 6,000 now, but at the time it probably had like 2,000 and none of our videos had ever done that well So we were like, oh my gosh, this is obviously working because this other boy is in it, right? Like he's like kind of bringing up the engagement But at the same time not gonna lie like I was pulling a lot of the views because I'm at you now Like especially at this time like when he joined like I had 4,000 followers on musically and I would have like 80 to 100 viewers like consistently on you now So like every time I would go live I would make people subscribe like I remember we would gain like 50 to like 80 subscribers a day Like it was really good so by the time we had this baby food challenge video out, we had like, I think like maybe like 700 subscribers or 600 subscribers. So like that was really good at the time, you know, I'd never had that much. So we were like, oh my gosh, like let's keep creating. Like we need to do this. So we kept creating. We made the like, are you smarter than the fifth grader challenge video? We made like a chubby bunny video challenge video. Like we just kept making videos. He kept promoting it on his TikTok. I kept promoting it on my YouNow. The other two kids didn't really have anything to promote on, but they would promote on their Instagram. I would edit every video. I would film every video. Like I was the one carrying most of the weight. But my other friend was marketing a lot. So like it was working really well. Also, we were 13 or 14 at the time. So like this is really funny. He was younger than us. So he was like 11. Like literally he was like 11 at the time. And, like, what the fuck is going on? Anyways, so we kept creating videos. And then at this point, we were like, wait, like why don't we make Musical.ly's together? Like we might as well make Musical.ly's. Like let's do it. So we all started making Musical.ly's together. The other two kids made Musical.ly accounts. That is when we blew up. That is when everything changed for us. That is when I went up to literally... I think I had 
How much followers did I have? 150,000 followers at the end of Musical.ly. Literally, when I was 15 years old, I think. And he was like 14 or 13. And he... No, 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 no. I had a... How much did I have? I had like 80,000 followers, I think. Yeah. And he had like 150,000 followers by the end of everything. So like we really blew up fast. And my other two friends had like 20K on Musical.ly. And then on YouTube, we had like... I think like 3,000 subscribers and each video was averaging at like five to 7,000 views. Like we were doing really well. We created a brand for ourselves. We added his name into the name. So instead of PSD pranks, it became PLSD pranks. Like really weird, but we did that. He started joining us on all of our pranks. We kept making videos together. We kept making musicals together. Our videos would blow up. He would always get featured and you know, he would get like 20,000 likes at the time. My videos would get like like my peak was like five to eight thousand likes per video on musically and then i got crowned on musically which meant like you got verified so i was verified on musically and we were literally like kind of a big deal like to this day like people still remember me from that and you now was blowing up like i would get like 300 to 500 live viewers i would get gifts like i would get paid for going live like we would promote the youtube channel all the time like everything was doing so well until what happened until sophomore year happened what happened sophomore year the hate came again and it wasn't even sophomore year it was the summer going into sophomore year and that was because we were very focused on having everybody like us but not necessarily in terms of fitting in but more so just like we wanted people to like what we were doing and that never happened it never clicked for anyone else like especially in a small town we need another sip <sighs> okay especially in a small town like that like it never really clicked so everybody hated us like i remember we would go to fairs every summer well not every summer like for the summer going into sophomore year we would go to so many fairs every single fair people would try to beat me up people would corner like especially me it was always mainly me people would like corner me and call me all these names um yeah it was really really bad whenever we would all go out together people wanted to fight us like i remember one time i was at a carnival and i had to run away from this group of people that were trying to fight me and i had to hop a fence like through the back of like the zipper which was like a really you know that roller coaster at the fairs and i had to hop over a fence go into the woods run through the woods go through the back streets of like this kind of sus town like 20 minutes away from from where i lived go to a dunkin donuts hide in the bathroom until my brother picked me up because people were spamming my phone telling me they were going to beat my ass it was a whole mess and I remember I was crying and everything. And that was like the first time I went to a fair alone. And that's when I realized like, oh, people really hate me. But also like we were meeting supporters, which was like really cool. Like we were at this time, I was like 13 and a half or 14. And, you know, we were meeting supporters, which was so fucking cool anyways. But I wasn't getting paid or anything like that, really. Like I was getting maybe like three to ten dollars per live, which was kind of good, but nothing really crazy. I mean, I think it was like three dollars, actually. Like it was pretty low. And um yeah so that happened then as we kind of grew up and kept doing it everybody in the group got really sad about how much everybody was getting bullied and nobody really wanted to be that oh my gosh i can't believe i'm not i'm at 15 minutes oh my gosh i knew i was going to talk so much people never really at least them they didn't want to be hated by everyone and i was so used to it at this point because i loved creating the content i loved the momentum we were on i had a kind of loyal fan base on musically it was working out really well i had gotten crowned it was it was a vibe also i need to make sure you guys know that the whole eighty thousand rise now that i'm talking about it it didn't happen until i think i was like until i was like 14 or 15 14 14 like i got crowned i think at 
14 maybe yeah okay and that's when i had like the peak followers and everything yes okay so that's when that all happened but like throughout the whole phase like we were growing and everything and people would hate on us and my friends didn't like that so they kind of like started to back away from everything and this was really sad because we had like a consistent year of putting out content and just really doing well for ourselves like i remember one time we went to new york and we hosted a meet and greet and only three people went but those three people like bought us bracelets like made a poster like they went on a train like from like the bronx to times square and they found us and they were crying and it was this whole thing and my dad came with us and he was so confused because he had no idea like what we were doing and yeah and i remember at that point i made my dad take a picture of us in new york and it was like a kind of iconic picture of us and i made merch out of it and i remember i, I sold the merch and i was so kind of well actually here's the thing I made the merch i told my friends guys let's promote it and we'll sell it right and we'll make the money and we'll split it these bitches didn't promote it because they were too embarrassed so what did i do i promoted it myself and i kept all the money even though their faces were on it but we won't talk about that anyways i was hustling whatever and i remember i told my dad i was like pa like if i sell a hundred of these shirts no yeah i was like if i sell a hundred of these shirts like i'll make like fifteen thousand dollars and he was like what and i was like yeah and he was like uh I have no idea what you're talking about because he had kind of saw what happened when we took the pictures but he had no idea that i was posting on musically like i don't know what he thought was going on if i'm going to be completely honest but i told him that and he was like okay like go off but i did not sell 100 shirts i think i sold like four or five shirts honestly and no i think i sold like 10 shirts 10 to 15 shirts yeah and so they didn't promote it or anything and you know they were kind of backing away from the whole constant thing and this was like this was the this was like the December of sophomore year, you know, like I was talking about the summer going into sophomore year, but then this was like the December of sophomore year where like they kind of stopped doing it. And, you know, I was also kind of gaining a lot of weight. <laughs> if I'm going to like, if I'm going to be honest, like I was because you know how I said like I was kind of neglecting eating a lot growing up. So I think I like gained an unhealthy addiction with food after a certain while where I was just gaining a lot of weight and I got like really chubby and I got like really insecure and it made me like insecure to post because I was once posting at like really skinny and then i got like really chubby but like it's fine like that's completely normal especially growing up but you know for me it was really triggering and yeah so we just kept kind of posting but not really to the point where i kind of just started making my content more about myself especially on um my musically like they kind of stopped being in my videos and everything and i remember after a certain point i think like halfway through sophomore year like maybe march my two friends all of them actually they all stopped posting on musically like they all we all stopped posting on youtube like it was a whole dramatic ending like one fell off and then another fell off and then another like and then it was just me and i was like oh shit like what am i gonna do like at one point like we had four of us right and then one person quit because he was getting bullied too much and another person quit because he was getting bullied too much and he joined the soccer team in high school like one of the younger ones and he didn't want to be known as that anymore and then his dad also like really hated that he was doing musically like he would always call him gay for it which was so sad and then so me and my best friend like the original one that started everything with like the og one you know um we were like fuck like whatever like we'll just keep the youtube channel going with ourselves and i knew it would be okay because we were both creative and we were the original ones like back in elementary school and everything but at the same time he didn't really like have the followers which was fine but like he wasn't willing to market because he was embarrassed and he also wasn't really willing to put in the effort because he was embarrassed but i didn't care at this point because i had lost so much you know like i had been through so much to get to where i was at so i was like 
I'm just like, whatever, like, let's just keep doing it. Like, I'll market it, whatever, whatever. It felt, you know, it didn't work. It didn't work out. So at the end of the day, I ended up having the video or the channel by myself. And I didn't keep posting. Actually, yes, I did keep posting. And it did well. I would get like one to 2,000 views on each video. But I felt bad, like, just posting on that channel that wasn't mine. So I made my own channel. Got like 800 subscribers to 1,000 subscribers on my own. Made a couple of videos. Each video had like one to 2,000 viewers. So I knew I could pull on my own. I was kept going live on I kept going live on you now I kept making musicallys um, but then I kind of started to fall off of musically like my videos went from like 8,000 likes to like 2,000 likes and then like 1,000 likes and that was all because I was getting really insecure about what I was posting so the content just wasn't authentic anymore authentic as if it wasn't lip-syncing whatever but um yeah so I just like kind of stopped honestly and I felt very embarrassed because I wasn't like as big as I was with the other people and guys I don't even think you understand like being with these kids posting and like the whole rise of everything was really intense for us like we were so young we had always wanted this but then we started getting bullied and it all just crashed and we had made so many new friends that were fans of ours that are still friends of ours well friends of mine i don't know about them but like it was just a whole big thing and i remember everybody would be like what are you guys doing like it was just a whole mess so when i was doing it by myself i felt very awkward and it was weird but what I didn't know is that, you know, there was live on TikTok and well, not TikTok. It was Musical.ly. There was live on Musical.ly and it was like a big thing. Like, you know, people were getting a lot of money from going live and I had no idea because I just wasn't educated on that really. So I remember the first time live on Musical.ly came out, I went live and I had like 200 to 300 viewers on there. So I was like, wait, like, you know, I kind of fell off of you now, which was fine, but now I have musically that i can go live on by myself hold up any other sound now i have musically that i can go live on by myself so why not do that so i would go live all the time and i would get these gifts on live and people would be like pablo like are you checking how many like how much money you're making like you're making a lot of money like you're getting a lot of gifts like that was a lot of random comments that i would get and i was like what do you mean gifts like i have no idea what you mean so i got off of live one day and i checked what they were talking about and i had a thousand dollars in my balance literally a thousand dollars i was so confused i was like wait where did this come from like literally i remember getting gifts but i didn't know what the gifts meant so i ran to my dad i'm like oh my gosh i made a thousand dollars he's like oh my gosh that's so crazy like that's so cool like wow like is that real and i was like yes it's real like oh my gosh and he was like oh my gosh keep doing it like that's really cool i go live the next day make three hundred dollars live the next day make two hundred dollars i was like 15 at the time yeah like 15 years old I just was making literally $300, $400 a day going live. As I would kept going, $800, $1,000, $1,500. I remember one time on live, I made like $2,000. I was a kid, guys. I had no idea what was going on, you know? I was making all this money. I wasn't even really even... Sorry, I just covered the mic. I wasn't even really pulling that many views on my videos. I don't even think views mattered at the time. Views weren't even a thing. It was only likes. Um... I wasn't pulling any likes anymore, but I was getting a lot of views on live, you know? So that kind of started to bring back my engagement on Musical.ly because I would tell people like to go like my videos, to so go comment. And then also I would tell people to go subscribe to my YouTube channel that I created by myself. Like it was a moment for me to really be able to pursue my career on my own. Like it was the first time where I didn't need somebody else to, ooh, sorry. I didn't need somebody else to feel confident about what I was posting, if that makes sense. So it was a really good moment for me, you know? I'd go live all the time. 
my friends started to see that I was making money. They were like, wait, should I get back on Musical.ly? I was like, oh, you bitches are so funny. You just want money. They started to get back on Musical.ly. Everybody started to go live. I got so mad at them. I remember, I don't know if this was me being a bad friend, me gatekeeping or whatever, but I got so mad at them. I was like, you guys are so annoying. You guys only want to make money. Like, stop going live. Like, this isn't for you. This is for me. And like, they kind of listened, which was like really, I don't know why. But I mean, if they listen, like, that's their fault. But I was, like, really mean about it. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I remember one time I was at the movie theater. I was watching a movie, and I got a notification that one of them was going live. And I literally, like, spammed a text at him until his live, like, glitched. Oh, my gosh. That's so embarrassing. Anyways, so um, that happened. Kept going live. We were all super close, but they knew what they did. They knew that they, that they like, that they dropped everything just because they were, like, embarrassed but we would still kind of hang out, still sometimes create videos, at least on my page together. Um, and that kept happening. And I remember one time on Black Friday, I spent like $3,000 at literally 15 years old. Like it was a mess. And I bought a trip for me and my dad to go to Columbia and we stayed there for a week. It was a whole thing. What else did I do? I just would buy so much stuff on Christmas. I spent like $5,000 on everyone at literally 15 years old. Like it was intense. And then I kind of blew all my money, honestly, if I'm going to be honest. Like, I blew a lot of it. I saved a little bit, but I blew a lot of it. And once I blew, like, a lot of my money, and also, like, my lives didn't start doing as well because I was kind of oversaturating it way too much. Like, I would have, like, eight to 10,000 consistent live viewers. Like, I don't think you guys understand. Like, I was really big on live at the time. And I would go live in school. I would do all this stuff. And honestly, like... I also remember like one time one of my teachers being like oh my gosh Pablo you don't make any money from this like he was so cool like he would let me go live during class because he knew that I was like gaining followers like he was really cool about it it was like uh what was it I don't know if it, video, uh, it was something about videos the class like it was about what was it called something about creating videos something about learning how to edit stuff like that and he was like oh my gosh like you can make a lot of money from this like you should keep doing it and, like he would let me go live and then that's when like the other person was like oh like do you know how much money you're making like it just all kind of worked out for me you know and i was going live in school making money while i was going live in school people were like kind of jealous of me but i was like haha i remember like it went around the school that like i was making like twenty five thousand dollars a year which was like honestly kind of true and people were like oh my gosh like what like are you serious like there's no way and honestly like if i'm gonna be honest like i blew all that money like i didn't make I, okay, people were saying I was making twenty five thousand. I did not make twenty five thousand. I was on track to make twenty five thousand if I had kept going and if I didn't waste my money, but I did. So that never happened. But people were talking about it. People started hating on me. Whole thing, whole thing. Um, yeah. So I kept doing that, everything like that. My friends kind of kept going. We stopped, and then whatever, whatever. And then at like sixteen years old, I remember all my friends had quit. I was the only one doing it. I wasn't making a lot of money going live anymore. It all kind of died down. I wasn't posting a lot anymore because people were hating on me and I was kind of embarrassed about it. So I was like, you know what? Like, what should I do? Like, I don't know what to do. I remember I was going to Florida one year, like when I was 16 and I was going to visit my cousin and I had no money. I was broke because I literally had spent all my money. So I was like, what should I do? Should I sell my Musical.ly account? Why would I do that? But I did it anyways. So I was like, okay, let me see if anybody will buy my Musical.ly account because I'm embarrassed that I'm posting. I'm embarrassed that I'm not making money. And I'm embarrassed that everyone's making fun of me. And all my friends stopped doing it with me. So now I'm alone and I don't want to do it anymore. I remember I asked one of my friends, I was like, should I quit? And she was like, yeah, like, I think you should. Like, you're a little too old now. And I was like, okay. I listened to her. That was my biggest mistake. And actually, it's not a mistake. I don't really care. Like, you learn for a reason. But I told her, I was like, should I delete it? She's like, yes. So I posted, I was like, does anybody want to buy my account? This one boy DM me on Instagram. He's like, how much? I said, $750. $750 for an account that had over 100,000 followers. 
can you believe it? And he was like, oh, I can't do that. That's too expensive. Maybe another time. I was desperate for money for this trip that I was going on. So I was like, what can you offer? Like, what what can you pay now? He says $250. I've never told anyone this. $250 for an account with over 100,000 followers. And I said, yes. So what did I do? I gave him the password. I gave him the email. And I just threw away my entire childhood dream of being an influencer of being also my dream was always to create content but realistically as musically grew and as you now grew and as live grew my dream became to be an influencer i'm not gonna lie and especially with the whole jake paul era the team 10 era that's all i wanted to be so i threw all my dreams away for 250 dollars, and i was so confident about it i was like oh this is the best decision i ever made like i'm done with musically right so i go on this trip have 250 dollars to my name for the trip have a good one-week trip with my cousin, and then I come back. And then I realize, holy fuck, now what am I going to do? I have no idea what I'm going to do. So I get a job at Wendy's because I needed to make money. I didn't have a Musical.ly anymore, so I get a job at Wendy's. And let me tell you, that was the worst five months of my life. I was miserable working at Wendy's. I got acne. I gained weight. I was depressed. I would have to wake up every morning at 8 a.m. to do the morning shifts. Oh, my gosh, I remember going to like work like in the cold, Ew, I hated it so much. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it was so awful. It taught me a lot, but it was so awful. Holy shit. So I was working there, making maybe 300 a week. Hold up. Making maybe 300 a week, but it definitely was not worth it. Kept working there. I was still friends with my friends, my childhood friends. Like That was kind of my friend group, plus a couple of other people. But we didn't really talk about what we had went through growing up because i think we were all kind of upset that we had lost it or that we had given it up but nobody wanted to admit it and it was honestly a really sad thing but we were also friends we also had a lot of fun i wouldn't say that it didn't happen for a reason like we all kind of had a lot of cool childhood memories in terms of like 16 years old like pivotal moments because we weren't focused on social media as much as we were growing up but i'm just it was good because we still had each other you know so we kept just hanging out and i remember like we would create content but not for musically or you know at this point like now i just would get like 500 to like a thousand likes on instagram and like that was a lot at the time so like we would just take pictures all the time and post like that was all we would do like we would just take pictures like i remember my friend was a photographer and like that was like one of the biggest things like we would take pictures so we kind of changed the content form from like videos to pictures and we would do that all the time and, you know, we were all still friends and everything, and we had a really good moment. But then things started to get weird because girlfriends started to get involved and new friends started to get involved. And we didn't really have that passion of creating videos to hold us all together anymore. And, like, one person was doing soccer. Another person was friends with all these random kids. Another person was just, he moved to a different town. I was just, it was really sad. Like, I kind of just lost all my friends again for, like, the fourth time, literally. And I was like, holy shit, now what? Again, now what? It was so awful. I was working at Wendy's. I had nothing to my name and I had no friends, really. So I was like, what am I going to do? Oh, interesting. Musically got deleted, but it got turned into a different app. What is that app called? TikTok? What's TikTok? It's musically, but just a different name. Okay, maybe I can restart this. So, like I said, my name was PDOG42. Everybody knew me by that, but also people knew that my name was Pablo. I. It was kind of awkward to let people know that I was making a new account because I didn't want people to know like that I had fallen off. But I did it anyways, and I made my username the iconic handle at this isn't Pablo. 
as you guys know right now. And that was so big for me because I didn't want people to know it was me. And I honestly thought doing at This Isn't Pablo was going to make people know that it wasn't me. But it was me. And people found out, let me tell you. But anyways, so I started posting on TikTok as I was working at Wendy's. I did it on my own. I didn't tell anybody about it because I was super embarrassed that I had lost everything that I had before, you know. So I was like, okay, well, this is the moment for me to start my career again, but on my own terms. So I remember I would make all these cringy TikToks. I literally had no idea what to post. Like the narrative of what TikTok even was was so embarrassing. Like I guess my beginning videos were so messy. Like I did not know what I was posting at all. And I would just post and post and post and nothing would ever hit. I was making the cringiest videos ever. And then out of nowhere, the videos just started to hit like out of nowhere, like not hit hit but like i think that's when the for you page algorithm like kind of became a thing so like my numbers went from like 60 likes i think to like a thousand likes on tiktok and that was pretty big for me i was like oh my gosh like am i back at where i am again but no tiktok was completely different like you could get a thousand likes and it meant absolutely nothing because it wasn't the same engagement that musically was because musically was like active followers looking you up liking your videos tiktok was just like random people liking so i wasn't really building that community that i had anymore and i could tell that because i wasn't making money and also my followers weren't converting to other things and you know it was weird because at this time i was 17 and like of course i was like worried about conversion i mean i was 16 and a half i think but like I knew about conversions and I knew about all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't really working, but I just kept posting, kept posting. I remember one time me and my family went on a family trip and I posted a video about me doing a curology ad. Not a curology ad, but like I had curology because I had a lot of acne and I made a video, like a four month transformation video of curology and I got like 60,000 likes and I was like, oh wow, like it blew up. Then I made another video, it got like 200,000 likes. I was like, oh my gosh, it blew up. Like this was really weird because I had never gotten that many likes on Musical.ly. Like I had only gotten like 8,000 likes max. So now that I was like blowing up, I was like, wait, like what does this mean? But I couldn't tell anyone because I was embarrassed. And also the people liking that those videos weren't people from my school because nobody had tiktok because it was so weird so like it was random people so like i didn't really know what it meant because i had nobody around me knowing or telling me that it was a lot and like you know when i was younger like we all had each other to know it was a lot but then i didn't know so i was like okay what's going on i started gaining followers slowly and slowly next thing i know senior year in high school i'm skipping through a lot but like realistically that is what happened like Next thing I know, senior year in high school, I'm 17 years old. I'm still making TikToks. I have like maybe 40,000 followers my senior year. Nobody knew I had a TikTok. Every single morning I would go to school, I'd put my account on private. I wanted no one to be able to find it. My worst fear was that somebody was going to pull up one of my TikToks during school and show everyone. Like I was so nervous about it. But yeah, I kept doing that. And then I had to apply for colleges, right? And I had 75,000 followers at the time. So as I was applying to colleges and everything and like the whole thing about like college letters or whatever it's called, like those stories that you would write to get accepted into college, whatever it was called, I wrote mine about literally my whole experience on social media. And I didn't even know what I was really writing, but it was honestly the only thing that I had known anything about. Like I had a lot of information about it. So I was like, why not just write about that? Like, right. So I wrote like a kind of really inspirational story about how like literally what I'm talking about right now looks everything. And it was so good. I wish I could find it. I probably could, but um, I just talked about everything and it was a really good ending. Just talking about like, always trust your intuition even in moments where you feel like you're alone and people aren't supporting you, you just have to support yourself. 
and you know high school is a whole game and life is high school you'll never get out of it so you might as well just live it to the fullest be yourself be your authentic self do what you love things like that right and i applied to it all goes back to the beginning i applied to two schools in california and i remember me and my mom we did not have a good relationship at the time at all we were fighting every day telling each other we hated each other we never talked literally for like two years it was really really awful very very traumatizing if i do say so myself but i remember one year or not one year one day i get called to the office by my academic advisor and my mom's in the office and i had no idea why she was there because we hadn't talked in literally years and my academic advisor goes pablo your mom doesn't want you to apply to colleges in california so you need to apply to colleges closer by i was like wait what my mom's like yeah like you need to apply to colleges either in new york or in connecticut because like there's no way you're going to california and i was like yes i am and they're like no like you're not and i was like yes i am and i was they're like no you're not like you're 17 years old like you have to listen to your mom and i was like wait what like what are you talking about like i already applied to these schools like no like no and the two schools i had applied to was one was like a very very private school in southern california that was really pretty near all the beaches but it was not near la it was like an hour away from la but it was very cheap and i knew i had like a pretty good chance of getting in but the other school was in the heart of la called uh, what is it called? loyola marymount lmu very very good school very very hard to get into nobody thought i could get in because it was such a low acceptance rate and i you know my gpa was like a 3.3 like it wasn't that good um so i remember walking out of the dean's office and being like it was so dramatic i was like my mom hasn't been in my life for the past two years and now that i'm making a pivotal moment and a pivotal decision in my life she wants to come and act like she can make my decisions no and i got up and i walked out and they're like pablo and i was like no and i remember they grabbed my arm and like, let me go like it was so dramatic everybody saw me doing it like i had a really toxic relationship it was really really bad but um so i didn't apply to any colleges actually i applied to one college in massachusetts just to make them all happy like later on in the year but and i got accepted it was called emerson but i knew i wasn't gonna go there so one day i get a letter in the mail and i got accepted into lmu and i remember it was the biggest deal ever like everyone in my school was like oh my gosh like how did he get accepted there like that's so hard to get into like and it was because of my letter that i wrote like the story about my whole life and like it was really inspirational and that's why i got in which was so cool and it was also like at the beginning in the peak of like influencers and influencing and creating content and be able to make money from your content and just getting likes and stuff like that like building a brand for yourself like it was the beginning of all that so it was really really impressive for all these people to watch and to listen to and to read it was really really cool so i got in super exciting right i made a musically about i'm not music i made a tiktok about it i was like oh, i got into my dream school da, da. i got like 600 likes on it like that's what i mean like i had like a consistent like 400 to 800 likes at the time but i had just talked about my whole thing so like i think that's why i got in so at that point i had gotten into all the schools i applied to the one in LA, the one in Southern California, the more private school, and also the one in Massachusetts. So I had a big decision to make. Hold up. Oh, this is getting cold. I had a big decision to make. I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Am I going to go to school in LA? Am I going to go to school at this other small school for free? Because I had a full ride scholarship there. And the other school I had to pay 40000 a year, and the one in LA. Or am I going to go to school an hour away from my house? Because I lived on the East Coast growing up. Hmm. what am i gonna do okay maybe i should just go to la <laughs> let's just go to la because that's what i wanted to do my entire childhood i literally only wanted to get away it's really sad but i really just wanted to get away from my parents growing up because it was really okay my parents weren't the worst parents ever you know they weren't necessarily like like 
I don't know. Like, they weren't, like, abusing me, per se, but they were, like, verbally abusing me, if that makes sense. Like, not really, it was kind of intense. But I love them. We have a great relationship now, but it was it was really intense. And I, I don't really, I don't resent them for it at all because I know that they were going through a whole thing themselves and they had a whole moment for themselves and it was a lot for them. But, you know, that's, that's realistically what happened. And also throughout all this, like, I had developed a really strong addiction to weed and, like, they hated me for that and, like, it was a big thing, whatever, whatever. And that also kind of, like, created the downfall of my entire career, but I didn't really bring that up. But I'm going to talk about that in a different episode. But, um, so I remember... I was like, okay, well, I can't afford going to this other school. I might as well go to the cheaper school in California because it's cheaper. I have a full ride and it's in Southern California. It's only like an hour and a half away from LA. But to me, I thought that that was like 20 minutes from LA. Like I thought I was always going to be able to be in LA. Like that was my goal, right? So I was like, okay, this is what's going to happen. So I committed to going to this school in California. Not my dream school in LA, unfortunately, which made me really sad, but I committed to going to a school in California, which I was still very, very, very excited about. And I honestly don't really remember how it happened because I was so like traumatized my senior year from like everything with my mom, but it happened. And next thing I know, all my friends that I had made were kind of very like sucking up to me almost because they knew that I was gonna leave. And they almost took me for granted, I would say, like, my entire childhood. Like, my friends were my friends, but they treated me really bad. Like, they, I wasn't the priority to invite to go hang out ever. Like, I had to beg almost to always hang out with my friends in terms of, like, my childhood friends. And um, I had a lot of new friends that were really amazing. Friday, I love you. But um, my friend's name is Friday, by the way. But um, everyone else just, like, wasn't really hitting. Like, I was really ready to get away from everyone, even though... I was really making it seem like I loved everyone. I was ready to get the fuck away from everyone. Like, that town was so fucking toxic. And, yeah, so the summer came around, and I had my TikTok still, but nobody knew about it. Like, literally nobody knew about my TikTok still. And I didn't create content really ever with any of my friends. It was all by myself, and it never really went viral or anything. I wasn't making any money. It was all, it was a passion, you know? It it built my passion again to create content on my own again. If you guys know anything... If you're getting anything from this, it just means like there's moments where you're going to lose your passion, but like it comes back and it always comes back and like in moments when you lose everything around you, when you lose all those sources of inspiration that you thought were inspiration, but they weren't, they were only holding you down and you needed to be by yourself to find that inspiration. And that's, that's what I found again for like the fourth time in my fucking uh, school career. And uh, yeah, so I was creating for myself doing things that are da, 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 da. I was getting like 1000 likes 2000 likes 2500 likes you know I was getting pretty good amount of likes some videos got 300 likes some videos got 400 like you know it was very fluctuating it wasn't consistent at all so in August when school was coming up when I had to literally drop everything that I had ever like literally thought was normal growing up and just move across the country by myself at 17 years old to go to school like oh my gosh I don't even know how I did that I gave up TikTok again. <laughs> Why? Because, again, I was scared about what people were going to think about me. I was like, am I too old for this? Like, I'm going to college. Like, I'm pursuing a degree. Like, why am I going to keep feeding into this whole narrative of being famous? Like, what am I even thinking? You know, like, what was I? I don't know what I was thinking. So I was like, I'm just going to stop doing TikTok. Like, I'll still keep my account, but I'm going to stop doing TikTok. So I go to college, live my college life. Some people would be like, why do you look familiar? And I was like, I don't know. Someone was like, are you on TikTok? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, okay. People didn't know at all. 
then like two months into college i made my friends i had my set routine and i was like why not just post on tiktok again for myself like that would be funny i started posting on tiktok again but my views were so low it wasn't even views yet it was still likes my likes were so low because i hadn't posted in so long and i was like this is really embarrassing but i had also made a lot of friends that were like I could tell were also very into like creating not content but they were into youtube and they were into watching tiktok like there was like a few people in my freshman year of college that would watch tiktok and that honestly made me feel really comfortable because there was like zero people in high school that would watch tiktok so like only like four people in my college watching it like made me really feel secure so i remember one of my best friends cielo I told her one day, she like we were really close and we just started talking about our entire childhoods and I told her about everything and she thought it was so fascinating because she always wanted to influence as well. She would always watch YouTubers like Glazelle, like Bad Bunny, or not Bad Bunny, uh, what was her name? Uh, Graveyard Girl, why did I call her Bad Bunny? Graveyard Girl, um, also like Jake Paul, Logan Paul, uh, Jenna Marbles, Shane Dawson, uh, what are like all those like OG like British YouTubers if that makes sense like she would watch all them like Tyler Oakley Connor Franta all them and I knew that if she like she liked them so I was like oh she might think that like I'm cool if I tell her about like my past so I pulled up my famous birthdays because I had a famous birthdays which is like a website that like has all your information on it like if you have followers like it's kind of weird but I gave her the access to look at it and she was with me and she started freaking out because she knew what it was she's like oh my gosh you're famous you're famous i was like girl what she's like let me see your tiktok i was like no 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 she's like please let me see your tiktok i showed her my tiktok she saw i had seventy five thousand followers she's like oh my gosh like this is crazy like she was so cool about it so i felt really comfortable so i started creating content with her i honestly like used the fuck out of her like she knows this like we would make content all the time like i didn't use her like i was still her best friend i loved her to death well not at the time really we we're just like best friends but like I would literally like you know we'd film a lot of content together and i like loved being with her because she was one of the only people that i could do that with so we would make all this content together nothing really ever blew up i remember one time we got like a video with like 2,000 views and we were like oh my gosh like she thought it was so cool like we would keep like coming up with ideas to make like da 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 da, da. nothing really ever hit but then as i kept making videos with her and i would start making videos on my own i kind of got to the moment again where i was like okay wait like i'm back at where i was all over again like now i have a new friend that I can create content with. I also now feel comfortable to make content on my own. So now I'm able to maybe create a brand again. Like, why not? So I started making content. At this point, she made me feel so comfortable that I can make TikToks now. I didn't have to be scared about people knowing I had a TikTok. Like, I obviously ugh, I obviously didn't want to be known as, like, the guy with the TikTok. But, like, I did want to make a TikTok. You know, I did want to make my videos and start over again. Like, why not? So I made videos. My friend group got bigger. I kind of felt awkward to make videos, so I'd make them on my own. Only me and my friend would make them, but she made me feel comfortable, and, like, we were all also friends, so, like, she would make other people feel comfortable about it. Then I met my other best friend, Indy, and, like, she also watched TikTok, because she was, like, one of the only other girls who would watch TikTok, so, like, she made me feel comfortable about, like, talking about TikTok, and then after a certain amount of time, like, I just met a lot of cool people that, like, I felt comfortable around, and college is, like, a whole different scenario. Like, you're not really trying to be anyone else and if you are like it can't really last that long because you're older and like people kind of can see right through you so um, i just felt really comfortable doing it and you know i kind of gained followers and i remember getting to like 80 90 000 followers in my freshman year of college and i wasn't making any money i wasn't getting any opportunities from it but it was really fun and my account was pretty dead for 90 000 followers if i'm gonna be honest but i just kept doing it and then people started to figure out 
people aren't making fun of me, but they'd be like, oh, Pablo, TikTok. And I'd be like, haha, like, I have 90,000 followers and you don't, DBB. Like, literally that kind of thing. And then, yeah, I just started making TikToks. Like, again, I started getting back into everything. And then COVID happened. And I was like, fuck, because that means I have to go back home because we got kicked out of college. And that made me so upset. Like, that was one of the biggest moments for me. I was like, fuck, bro. Like, I, for a second, just for a second, it felt like I was in California because of my TikTok. You know, it felt like I was in California because I was making videos. But no, I was in California because I got a full ride for my degree. So when I got sent back home, I was so frustrated with myself because I was like, bro, like, the only reason why I'm in California is for school. Like, and I don't even really like school. Like, I like the people there. It's not that bad. It's a really beautiful campus. And I'm in Southern California, which is literally amazing. But I'm not in California to get a degree. I'm in California to make my dreams come true, right? So I kind of knew we were going to go back to school, but I just didn't know when. And you guys know how quarantine was. So, bitch, I just started pushing out content on TikTok. I was by myself all the time. My family was home, you know, because of quarantine, but it was really weird. My relationship with my parents was still a little off. My parents would never let me go out because they were really scared about COVID, like as they should be. And I was always home. So I just started creating content like crazy, pushing, 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 doing all this stuff. Literally, that quarantine moment, I went from 90,000 followers to, I think, 230,000 followers in like four or five months i would say like i gained so much i had a video that got six million likes and 35 million views i had literally guys like over 30 videos with over a million views i literally i would say i got famous i blew up like literally that's what it felt like and i wasn't hanging out with any of my childhood friends because we weren't friends anymore like i'd kind of cut them all off honestly um i was just doing my own thing you know, my sister, she was the only one really being like, oh my gosh, Pablo, like, did your video really get a million likes overnight? Because it would, like, they would blow up. And I was like, yeah. And like, I wasn't going out. So it wasn't like people were like, oh my gosh, are you the boy on TikTok? And even so, like, TikTok wasn't like that. Like, it wasn't like musically where like people were as connected with you. Like, it was just like, oh, like, let me like this video, you know? But they could forget about you tomorrow if they really wanted to. But bitch, like, I was blowing up a lot, a lot. And I made a lot of videos. And then quarantine ended. And I remember I was also kind of making some type of money on TikTok, like maybe like, like I made like a couple thousand like throughout quarantine from TikTok. And I was like, wait, whoa. So quarantine ended, we go back to school. But also during quarantine, I was doing Instacart. And Instacart is where you like pick up people's groceries and you deliver it for them. And I made like $6,000 from Instacart throughout quarantine, which was really, really cool. So I go back to school with like 6,000 followers and I go back to school with you know a tiktok career literally and it was pretty cool but then i got covid the first week of school and i got isolated from everyone and then my best friend told everyone i had covid and there was a lot of discrimination towards covid at the time so like everybody thought i was gross and then my friend turned on me and he told everyone this and that and this and that and we it was so awful i lost a lot of friends in college I was quarantined for like three weeks by myself. My other friends didn't come back to school because they didn't want to go back for online because they didn't think it was worth it. So I was so alone, so depressed. But all I had was my TikTok. And I kept posting. I would have videos that would blow up. Like I remember I had a lot of videos with like over 300,000 likes during college. And I just didn't really have a good friend group though. So I didn't feel good about what I was posting. And I didn't feel confident with myself. And it was just a mess. 
and then I got out of quarantine like in school and I went back to my dorm and then I didn't have any friends and it was just a mess and I was depressed and I lost my it was just a whole mess guys I was so depressed this was my sophomore year of college like sophomore year of college was really really hard for me because I lost all my friends and also TikTok realistically people did think I was weird for it because I was posting anything I was willing to talk about anything on TikTok if I'm being honest for views and I did and people didn't like that so sophomore year happened then towards like the middle of sophomore year my friends started to come back like the friends that hadn't come back because it was online but school had got back to person like in-person classes so they all came back started to kind of find my groove again but i low-key lost the groove of tiktok because i was so sad and i stopped posting on tiktok for like eight months and i kind of let my tiktok die again realistically i think i had like two hundred thousand followers if i'm being honest like two hundred and ten thousand at this time and i was like you know sad because i thought i had something again for once in a while and i didn't because i lost it again and it all would always just come back down to me loving myself like you can't create content if you don't love yourself you know so i stopped for like eight months and then what happened oh yeah this happened so and then the after like second semester of sophomore year i met this girl named caitlin and caitlin was amazing super spiritual super awesome she really taught me to just be calm be at peace and just love myself honestly she really taught me a lot about myself and then my best friend cielo came back to school after not being in school for a while because of covid and everything in the like you know the in-person classes moment she comes back i introduce cielo to caitlin we all become really best friends we become like the trifecta and then we're like oh my gosh like let's make this year a bitch like let's literally like take this year and make it our bitch because we had to go home so long for covid and we were just so over it i was depressed she was depressed we didn't have anything going for us except for our dumbass degree at college so we were like why not just like do something else so we would go out we would go to thrift stores go thrifting we would go to the beach we would smoke a lot of weed we would go get food go skating take pictures not really make tiktoks just like do things for ourselves, right and then we were like oh my gosh let's go to la like we hadn't really gone to la that much throughout college because i didn't have a car but then once i made six thousand dollars from instacart i was able to buy a car with that six thousand dollars in california so now i had a car um because i had it like all throughout like when i was alone and stuff but i was like really depressed so i didn't really go anywhere but when they came like we used the fuck out of my car we started going to la every week as we would go to la every week we would go to melrose avenue which is like a shopping avenue really popular we would go to beverly hills you know what that is we'd meet a bunch of people literally one time we were walking this guy stopped us and this is when my sister came to visit uh one week because i told her to come to visit and she came and we went to beverly hills i had made her an outfit out of like fabric and i sewed it together one night and i was like oh my gosh we need to take pictures in beverly hills so we did that and then we get to beverly hills we are walking and this guy pulls up in a mercedes and he's like yo like is your hair natural to me and i'm like yeah he's like are you sure it's not a perm i was like no and he's like oh that's so cool like whoa 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 and i was like yeah and he's like yo there's a party tonight in the hills like you should come up we're like party in the hills he's like yeah yeah like come through come through and we're like okay so we stay in la that night and we go to a party in the hills and we literally were in a party in the hills it was so cool that was the first time i met like an influencer with like four hundred thousand followers i was like oh my gosh like he's famous like, da, 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 da. like this is so cool Every week after that, we started going to LA, started walking on Melrose Avenue, Beverly Hills, begging people literally like that somebody was going to stop and like ask us to go to a party again. Hold up. Ugh, my throat's kind of losing its voice. Um, 
we were hoping somebody was going to ask us to go to a party again. Da, da, da. Nobody would. Sometimes people would. Sometimes people wouldn't. We started making some connections. We started like asking people if they had any parties. They would give us parties. I think in total we went to like three or four parties. Like one time we were in the hills. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. One time we were in the hills. We slept over this random person's house. We went to a party. We got drunk. We did all these drugs. Not going to talk about it. I jumped off his roof. Went into the pool. It was insane, guys. Oh my gosh. Literally, we had such a great moment. We went to like so many parties in the hills. We met so many cool people. We met celebrities. Like it was like a really big moment for us, right? Like a really big moment for us. And at this point, people would be like, in LA, people don't ask you, hi, what's your name at a party? They say, hi, what do you do? So we had to learn that we needed to make a name for ourselves. Like we couldn't just be like, oh, we're college students. Like I had to start posting on TikTok again. My friends had to start doing what they did. And we did that. They were artists. I was a TikToker. So I'd always be like, oh, I'm a TikToker. I'm an actor. Da, 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 da. I started faking it until I made it. And I would make a lot of connections. And then after a certain while, I'm like, wait, why am I even in college? Like, what the fuck? Like, this is weird. But I knew I needed to be in college because that was the only reason why I was in California. And I remember when I went home for quarantine, I was like, bro, like, I'm not going to allow college to be the only reason why I'm in California anymore. Like, I absolutely do not want that to happen. Right. OK, we're going to I'm not going to try to wrap this up, but I'm almost done. Hold up. So um, we literally go to all these parties every week, keep going back and forth. Right. And then eventually the summer comes up. And two months before the summer, my sister was really sad at home and she wanted to change. And my sister's older than me. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you should come to my college. You should live with me for two months because I only have two months left of college. We should work. We should do Instacart together. And then we'll save enough money, get an apartment in LA, and then we can live here and just thrive. And she was so down for it because she wanted change, right? So she literally drops everything in her life, moves to California, sleeps with me in my dorm every night. We were hiding from security every night because you know, she obviously wasn't allowed to be there. And we were trying to make it work, but my sister did not make it work. I'm going to be honest. like She does not have a work ethic like me, like TBH and rate. So she couldn't make it work. So she ended up going back home, which completely fucked up my plans because I was waiting for us to make it work so that I could get an apartment in LA because I wanted that to happen, right? Like At least for the summer because I was under the impression that I was going to go back to college junior year. So when she left, it was literally like two weeks before I needed to decide what I was going to do in the summer and I didn't want to go back home because I knew I wanted to be in LA and my sister literally fucked up my whole like plan for it so I remember I told my friend Cielo I was like bro like we should get on campus jobs at school and that way we can live on campus for really cheap and then we can go to LA all the time even though it was like an hour drive from where like we would live she's like yeah let's do it so we both applied to like this really hands-on job which was like maintenance job tell me why we both applied for it this bitch shows up in makeup her fucking nails in like a whole ass outfit looking super cute looking super girly i show up looking like super like oh ready to take on the job of like maintenance or whatever she gets the job i don't i was like how did this fucking happen but anyways so then we we're like okay well that's not gonna work because i didn't get the job and she did so we were like, okay, what else can we do? And I was like, wait, I have a couple like thousand dollars in my bank account. She had like a thousand dollars from like the Concordia. Well, we went to a school called Concordia, but like we had like a CARES Act, which is like when COVID happened, like all students got a thousand dollars because we lost a lot of money or whatever. So she had like a thousand dollars, and I was like, bro, let's get an Airbnb in LA and let's make this work. She's like, okay. Next week we fucking decide to get an Airbnb in LA to stay there for the summer. We do it. We live in LA for three months, guys. Three months in LA. I went to, I think I went up to like 300,000 followers. Yeah. Or I was at like 280,000 followers, I think. And I had made a lot of connections. We would always go out. We'd go skating. She'd go out one day. I'd go out another day. I got a job hanging up flyers. Like 
we just tried to make it work. It really didn't work. Like, we were so broke. We tried everything we could, but it wasn't really that good until we made a TikTok. We go to Jonah's Kebabs, which is Jonah. I don't know if you know who that is. Like, Jonah from the Vlog Squad. He had opened up a store in LA and we go there and I filmed a TikTok of it. It blew the fuck up. It got like 15 million views, 3 million likes, blew up, blew up my page. And then my next video, 2 million views, next video, 2 million views, next video, 7 million views, 10 million views. That's when I realized I need to be in LA to make my dreams come true. Like I can't go back to college. I need to be hustling. I'm really, really good at hustling and I'm really, really good at creating content and I'm really... And I'm really good at making things work, even when people tell me that they're not going to work. And one time, it was like July 4th, and we needed to pay the rent for the next month, and we didn't have enough money. And we were about to go back home, and we were like crying, and it was really sad. So we were like, okay, like we might as well just walk around our neighborhood and just like have one last moment in our neighborhood. And we were like, we were also really scared of our neighborhood because we lived in East LA, and like we would always hear gunshots and stuff, and like it was scary to walk around at night. But we were so over it. We were like, it's our last night. Let's just do it. Not last night. It's our last week. Let's just do it. Let's walk around our neighborhood. So we walk around. We climb up to the top of a gas station, even though we weren't supposed to. And we stand at the top of it. It's like a corner market. Um, in east la and we're just looking over all of la just like thinking about life kind of sad that we have to go back kind of sad that we didn't make it work because we really wanted to make it work living in la we both kind of wanted to become famous like that was the whole goal of living in la we wanted to be famous and at this point this is when my whole narrative of like creating content changed for me like from like just creating content out of a passion to creating content for money and for fame and for success because I wanted to make it in LA. I wanted to be able to pay my rent, you know? So the whole narrative of creating content changed for me. So I was like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? And then, um, you know, I was standing on top of that corner market with my friend Cielo at like 10.30 p.m. one night and we're just watching all the fireworks go off in LA. Then at one random moment, we see this little little light go and it goes all the way up to the air right and it's a firework and we're like oh my gosh 10 seconds goes by nothing 15 seconds goes by nothing boom what was it a huge firework that lit up the whole sky the whole sky went bright white literally our ears popped my eyes shock my body tingling goosebumps on we literally both look at this light in the air look at each other and i was like oh, we cannot leave LA. And she was like, oh, I agree. We cannot leave LA. And the next day, we figured it out and we made it work. We found another Airbnb for way cheaper and we made it work and we stayed another month. And we had a whole nother month in LA. And I wouldn't say that that month in LA changed anything really. Like we were just kind of learning how to be independent, living by ourselves, learning how to pay rent, honestly. But it was still really amazing. We went to parties. We met new people. We went to... We just learned a lot about LA. I wouldn't say we found out much about the influencer world, but we saw what could be a possibility, right? We were watching all these big TikTokers, all these big YouTubers thriving in LA that we would see on the streets, you know, and that we were huge fans of. And we were like, bro, like if we live in the same town as them, why can't we do what they're doing? And I remember saying like, if we can't make it in LA in three months, then like, what are we doing, you know? And unfortunately, we didn't necessarily make it. And we did have to go back to college the next year, unfortunately, because we didn't have that moment where we got millions of followers or something. But we had a summer in LA and it was amazing and it was so cool. And it was really hard to know that we had to go back to school after that summer 
because we had literally the time of our lives and it was a whole shift for us about what we were worth and what we could do and what we were capable of, you know? So it was really hard. And I got roomed with two strangers. She got paired with strangers as well. And we weren't living together anymore. And we were back at college and we were back doing school. And people had seen a lot of my TikToks and people were talking about it. But it was also embarrassing because I was back at school and people were like, oh, he didn't make it. It was just this whole back and forth thing. And I was really, really depressed. And I stopped creating content again. Every time I went back to school, I stopped creating content because I was scared people were going to make fun of me, literally. And that was a big thing I had to get over. And then, literally, guys, I think January came up. No, not January. Um, it was like November or December of the new year, the junior year, after we had gotten back from the summer of L.A., and I just couldn't do it anymore. I was sad. I was depressed. I wasn't taking care of myself. I was. I had acne. My teeth were yellow. Like my eyes were yellow. Like my hair was literally falling out. My roommates were disgusting. They never cleaned. They would leave the trash out. They literally fucking. The bathroom was full of shit. It was disgusting. They would clog the sinks and they would clog my sink and then expect me to clean it up. I always had to clean it up because they never would. Disgusting roommates. One hundred percent disgusting. I was so depressed. So. I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I go home for Christmas break, right? I go home and I'm like, well, do I really want to go back to school? Like, no, I don't. And I was really sad. I was really depressed. I was really suicidal. And I was like, what am I going to do? I talked to my family. I'm like, I think I need to move to LA. I think I need to drop out of school and move to LA to pursue my dreams of being an influencer, of being a content creator. They were like, no. I was like, I need to do this, guys. I don't think you understand. I'm so sad. So they were like, okay, fine do whatever you want to do. I had already had a plan to go to Hawaii um, when I got back from this trip because all my friends live in Hawaii. I have a lot of friends from college that dropped out that now live in Hawaii because like that's where their home is. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go visit my friend. I'm just going to get my mind off things, see how I feel after. After that trip to Big Island, guys, I knew 100% I wanted to drop out of school. All I wanted to do was travel and live my best life. So I get back from Hawaii, go to the office, get that little paper. I drop out. I book an Airbnb for $3,000 for the month and I live in that Airbnb because, you know, I was a hustler. I would do Instacart on the side. I would make um, sometimes make some money from TikTok deals, but not that often. I had a name necklace business where I was making some money selling necklaces. You know, I had a lot of different little sources of income that I was trying to figure out as I was depressed. One thing is, is even if I'm depressed, I'll still work. I'll still find ways to make money. But um, I had some money saved, dropped out, got an Airbnb. I was like, I'm going to make this work. Also, guys, during the summer of LA, I should include that I got a brand deal with Target, a really amazing brand deal with Target that changed my life, that changed my ability to pay for things. And that was after like the third month. So like it wasn't even like I had made a lot of money, but I knew I like I had the money, but it also like, oh, that's what it was. It took two months for it to get in my account. So I didn't have the money. That's realistically. So like I had the money like during the school year. So that's why I went to Hawaii and everything. And then I bought the Airbnb and everything. I was like, I'm going to figure this out. Moved to LA, became a full-time content creator, started hustling, started doing Instacart, started selling necklaces, um, just started making TikToks all the time, made that my full-time career, started making YouTube videos. And you know, I kept doing it. I kept doing it. And it's... Now it's fucking, what month is it? It's July. I've made a lot of new friends. A lot has happened. Um, I'm now about to hit 400,000 followers on TikTok, which is crazy. Uh, my friends Cielo and Indy now live here. 
they got an Airbnb for the summer. So now like they're kind of doing what I did last summer. So I hope that next summer they can kind of be where I'm at, where I have my own apartment. Because so I had the Airbnb for a month. My mom came to visit me. We went looking around for an apartment. We couldn't find apartments anywhere. One day we were walking around. I saw an apartment that had a four lease sign. I knocked on their door. I called the property manager through the call box. I told her I wanted an apartment. She said that there was one available for next month, which is exactly when I needed it. When the Airbnb was up, we toured the apartment. Beautiful, perfect. That's the apartment I'm in right now. Pay $1,500 a month to live here. Pay $53 a day to live here. As you guys know from my TikToks, I work every day. I do Instagram. I do TikTok. I have my name necklace business. I sell my clothes. Uh, I go to thrift stores and I resell stuff. I just hustle. I hustle the house, guys. Literally, all I do is hustle. And now I'm here making my best life happen. And honestly, that is how I ended up in LA at 20 years old. And it was a long, 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 long process. And there's a lot of things that I guess I didn't really cover. But you guys can kind of tell that it's not as easy as it looks. And I think that sometimes maybe people even watching me can be like, oh, wow, like he has it all. Like he lives in LA by himself. He's able to pay for it. Like, He's like a lot of people say my parents pay for everything not like my parents don't pay for anything They're so like they're so amazing They're so like supportive now because they they see that I can make money on my own like I have brand deals I have sponsorships like I work all the time like it's insane now, but Like it wasn't like that always and it was really hard for me to get to where I am now And it's so hard still i'm hustling every day to be able to pay my rent I'm hustling every day to be able to pay for the food that I eat I try to go to the gym every day. I'm trying to be sober now because I've been smoking literally for the past five years of my life. I'm just trying to learn how to adult while also learning how to navigate my TikTok career while also learning how to live in LA and deal with all these people that live in LA and feeling like I'm never doing enough because people in LA are always moving and there's thousands of kids out here trying to make their dreams come true. And if you're in bed laying down, somebody else is creating a video that you should have been creating. And it's really toxic. It's really hard to live out here. And every day is a new moment of me navigating it. But I'm really excited that I made new friends out here. And I'm excited that I've been trying new things. Like I, like not I haven't been going recently, but like when I first moved out here, like I was going to dance classes. Like I was putting myself out there so much, and it was so amazing. It taught me so much just about like having to put yourself out there in order to be in this town and make it out here, well, the city. And honestly, guys, I'm going to make it in the city. I'm going to be one of the biggest names in the city. I don't know how. I don't know what it's going to take to get there, but I will do anything to get an Oscar. I don't think. <clears throat> Ooh. I just burped. I don't know what that was. I will do anything to get an Oscar. Anything. And my friends know that. And I'm so proud of my friends for also living in LA and making it work this summer because I know it's really hard. And I know it's really it's really difficult. It's a really struggling experience to be able to pay your rent, especially when you don't have a TikTok following or you don't have that advantage or that privilege. So it's really amazing that we're all together. They're doing really well. They got jobs. You know, I have my own hustling business. We see each other every couple of days. We're going to Turks and Caicos next week, AA, um, for my friend Jordy's birthday. Honestly, that's such a crazy thing to even say. And moving to LA has brought so many opportunities, which is so cool. And, you know, I love, honestly, where I'm at right now. The friends I have right now are amazing. And I'm just excited to, you know, go to Turks next week, experience it with my best friends, just have a great time, let loose. You know, just take a little breath, a breath, take a breath from LA and just really focus on myself, what I want to do, what I need to do to get to where I want to be. And just remember that it's not going to be easy at first, but it's definitely going to get easier. And I'm excited and I'm so grateful to be where I'm at. 
And this podcast, I know it was really long, but this was the first podcast. It won't always be this long. And if you made it to the end, I fucking love you. And thank you for watching, guys. This is how I ended up in LA at 20 years old by myself. So thanks for watching. Hopefully you guys watch the next one. Peace out. Bye.